You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com. The entire gang is here, and we've got plenty to talk about, especially in the recruiting world. And I am uh, just holding on by a thread with my voice. Uh, I don't know. I... I was in the office all night last night. We got our air conditioner fixed this morning because I was in a oh, sauna, right. basically, uh, hanging up TV mounts. And uh, I, I, I have started drinking like body armor instead of like Gatorade. But it's kind of like I don't know. Have you guys ever had body armor? I'm not no, much I'm of not. a fan of it. No. no, it's kind of like milky, sugar-free, yeah. like fruity. I like it in small doses, but I swear I just chugged that stuff last night because I didn't want to cramp up in the middle of the night after just being in a sweat lodge for five hours yesterday. And uh, I think it hurt my voice. Body armor kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it, it reminds me of, uh, oh, what's the Pedialyte? Kind of. And I'm not a fan of Pedialyte because it, usually when you're drinking Pedialyte, it means you're hungover. Right. So it kind of gives me like PTSD. So I try to stay away from it. Like you automatically through and through. get your mind in a place. I I honestly, I, I became a Powerade guy over a Gatorade guy. I just, I don't like Gatorade's flavors. The orange Gatorade is probably the OG of Orange or lemon lime drink for me. Orange, yeah. like I mean, they used to either of those on a summer day, coming out of like a hundred degree weather, it it hits every time. It's it's one hundred percent. Josh, Josh, do you remember the original Gatorade gum? Vaguely, like just a. Ooh, I don't know that no. I ever had it, but I remember seeing it on shelves. It was the most bizarre. Like it literally was like drinking a lemon lime Gatorade. I mean, I'm so old. I can remember oh. when Gatorade came in glass bottles. That's what I was going to say. I remember the glass bottles you weren't supposed to touch as a kid. I, I had a buddy. We went to 7-Eleven uh, for our Oklahoma City folks there at 23rd and Council and were riding back to my house, which is like a couple blocks away, and he dropped it, and when he dropped it, he fell, and he fell on it, and it got all in his knee, like cut oh him up real God. bad. like. Ugh. Yeah, so like it was literally all every mother's horror story about Ugh. glass bottles. Like my mom had to live it cleaning up his knee and stuff. It was a it was a whole deal. So uh Jeez. yeah. So that's my memory of a glass Gatorade bottle. <laughs> Oof, boy. Okay. Uh by the way, I want to so, think go ahead, Eddie. I was just gonna say the only horror story I have about Powerade is red Powerade, and I might or might not have gone to a Bishop McGinnis party when I was in high school. 
And what are you, what are you talking a, about? What are you talking about right now? You only have <laughs> one bad memory of Powerade? Well, yeah. Like, well, was it Powerade that I drank in Phoenix as well? Yes. <laughs> it was Misty Mountain oh. Dew or whatever that thing. It was uh, the, the blue oh. stuff. I love Mount, no, Mountain Blast. No, I think that that no. was... I, yeah, I see. That's that's what got me to switch from Gatorade to Powerade was the Mountain Blast, the blue stuff. The, okay, then maybe that's what it is. Which, by the way, you puked in I my brand it, new Lexus, it. and it just you puked up Misty Mountain Power Hop or whatever. To to be fair, to be fair, that wasn't because of the Powerade. Now that's kind of coming back to me. It wasn't because of that. It was because of the two bottles of tequila that I drank with John Shin the night before. That it was because you. It was your to first. Yeah, it was your first introduction to the Fiesta Bowl hospitality suite. Which correct. That's rough that on is, all first timers. That's a top three uh, most hang hungover I've ever been in my entire life. And one hundred percent. I want to. I want to say though. Go ahead, John. Kerry gave back a little ground there on Eddie puking in his car because of the way he said Lexus. Like it was like it's a Lexus. Like it wasn't like you know like my Lexus, my Hyundai, like my Toyota. Like it was it's a Lexus. It's the like first it, it was, nice car he, he that I've ever had, and, and Eddie puked <laughs> in it. That might have been what we got um, Ed Eskridge on, though. Like that might have been the podcast or the the story that got him on Sooner Scoop. So you're welcome. I, and I want to say to Ed, that was not a slide at Lexus. It was just the way Carrie said Lexus. Like, it was like, you asshole, you're lucky to be in my car. He is lucky yeah, he, to still he, he work here. He looked down on me. He looked, he looked <laughs> down on me. I get it. I'm used to it. Well, the problem is that Edward has grown into, you know, Oklahoma's greatest influencer now. So between that is his start. Like, I think we're the only ones that can look down on Eddie because we knew him when, other than his I, I, I parents. Will say, like my my two biggest uh, like hangover stories, one occurs with you saving my life because the next day was just awful, uh, and then the the other time was the McGinnis party and Sam Bradford saved my life because he was the DD that night. So I I at least put myself around good people when I know that yeah, I'm. Gonna that's the nicest thing you've ever said. On. You're square with Sam Bradford, Carrie. Congratulations, oh, sir. That's when do we get to go to Jackson Hole, Carrie? <laughs> oh, you're going to go regardless. You'll just not go so to true. Disney. Oh, I love that place. You've already been, haven't you? Yeah, I thought you've already gone. You go there like once a summer, do you not? Jackson, yeah. Like I, I've gone to Jackson <laughs> twice. I'll probably go back again next summer. Like I, that is. It, that is literally Josh at his happiest. It's like, that's as like, good as I can be. But it's kind of like Eddie. Uh, Josh's Josh's Jackson Hole is not the same as Sam's Jackson Hole. Shit, no. no I think no. there's only one Jackson Hole. Like when you go to Jackson Hole, you're going to Jackson Hole. Yeah, and that's a place that I've been as well. Mm -hmm. Been to the Masters mm -hmm. as well. I have heard. I, I've that, seen the houses from a very very far distance, and they look lovely. <laughs> I can say this because it didn't come from Eddie. I've been told by uh, Jackson Hole insiders. That there is, there was. I don't know if there still is, uh, but there was some thinking that maybe Lincoln Riley would be blocked from coming to Jackson Hole, like a, a, a citywide <laughs> ordinance. A like there are enough uh, influential OU people uh, that would that would be uh, <laughs> down for having a, a citywide block, an unofficial <laughs> like block that. of Lincoln Riley from it. ever coming to Jackson Hole again. I like that. So, uh, by the way, I want to thank, before we get into uh, the recruiting panic button news, uh, 
Um, I want to thank everybody for uh, shopping and, and buying uh, unofficial 40 merch at the uh, Soonerscoopstore.com. Uh, there are tons of hats that have been mailed out since this weekend. We just got in kind of the, the, the line that everybody was asking for, mainly the trucker hats. And those things have been selling like hotcakes, uh, including the ones that you guys didn't didn't like. Um, now I will say it has been our subscribers. It has been uh, it has been passed up by the just the black and the red trucker hats with the mesh back. Uh, so those are very very popular. I've even gone so far as to restock those before they run out. So uh, appreciate you guys supporting us uh, by supporting SoonerScoopStore.com. Uh, We've got some Isaiah Thomas autographed photos, which I think uh, you're going to want to have, and some 8x10s. They're great. Anybody that's got one can tell you they're very, very high quality. Uh, so go check that out, SoonerScoopStore.com, and that's a way for you to help us uh, support the pod and the offices and all that stuff. Uh, we got the air conditioning turned back on at the office. Not that I didn't pay a bill or anything. It just wasn't working. Um, so I'm very excited. We're getting close to being able to show you guys some cool stuff at the office. And close to me being able to get all this crap out of my house and have my house back. So that'll be cool, too. So uh, anyway, moving on, let's get to the meat of it. Uh, do we want to hey, start. Do we want to go back to last weekend with general or do we want to start with the bad news? I think we got to get the bad out. OK, let's go bad. Right. Save, save the booty for last. It's like it's like you know in the the Green Mile, you know when he when he he heals someone and then all the b bees fly out of his mouth. Like let's just get the bee part out of the way. Let's, let's get the bees out. Uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, we've talked a lot about Brent Venables and his stance on commitments. Uh, it was one of Bob Prisbillo's greatest press conference moments, asking the question uh, when he was termed Johnny Gigolo. Uh, which I'm still waiting for that name to catch on completely, but uh, we we need we need to be doing waves. more to help it. Yeah, we, Johnny Gigolo. Let me ask you this: Put it on a T-shirt. Well, no, Ooh, that's I love that. Let's. Uh, I don't. Brent might sue us, although we know his lawyer or his assistant, um, since he's our lawyer. I don't know how would Woody that has work? a conflict of interest. He can't be involved. <laughs> Woody has to go up against his own law firm. <laughs> Um, no, but Josh, let's talk about this. I mean, good for YouTube. There is a commitment. Uh, there is a visit, an official visit to somewhere else other than Oklahoma planned. What the hell's going on out there? And, and, and we now have our first test of the Brent Venables recruiting policy. Yeah, it, this whole thing is really interesting and it's kind of, we'll, we'll start from the start last, uh, I think it was yesterday afternoon, uh, maybe kind of early evening, Nick Harris, our, uh, Texas reporter, who is incredibly well plugged in high school level seven on seven eight. Nick knows everybody, and I, I've told everybody in this pod you should be following him if you're not. Um, reported that Ashton Cozart, the wide receiver commitment from Flower Mound Marcus, a little north of Dallas, for those not familiar, um, is planning to take an official visit to Oregon this weekend. I had talked to Nick late last week, and we were both kind of hearing that something was going on here. That and because there had been a report last week about Michigan, and I put something on the board. And Carrie, this should touch a special note for you. And I didn't really want to say what was happening, but I wanted to say what was not happening. I was like, "He's not going to Michigan," uh, and attributed the quote to Lincoln Riley. So, you know, I, I thought that made a lot of sense from the I'm not going to LSU, Lincoln Riley type of situation. Sure. So I didn't 
I, I had no inclination that Michigan was going to be the issue. I had heard Oregon, and after that report goes out, nothing really happens. There's no word of it, and um, I, I, I have to give Nick a little credit. He didn't know about Venables' policy. And so he was like, I didn't know it was going to blow up like this. I didn't know this was going to be any big story. I thought I was just reporting on a, you know, a committed kid taking a visit. It happens all the time. And I was like, it's just the first one. You know, it's, it's, it, it's completely normal. And I understand why everybody's kind of very interested to see what happens here. Um, late last night on Instagram, Ashton puts out a comment like something along the lines of, you see who who's real when things aren't going their way kind of deal when decisions aren't going their way but none of the news is true and i and i've said several times i don't understand how those two things work together i i don't understand how those ideas can be a part of the same thought process now maybe he's talking about two different things and the news being true is just a little add on at the end but that doesn't make sense really either but you know it's a high school guy like it could be any of a lot of things um but my understanding as of today is that he is still expected in Eugene, Oregon this weekend. So we'll see. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen it a hundred times where kids committed elsewhere. We're going to come to OU and at the last minute they didn't get on the plane or, you know, mom and dad talked them out of it or any of a hundred reasons. Things can change. I'm not saying they can't, but I can tell you that the expectation was for him to be in Oregon, both from people we've spoken to in Dallas and people we've spoken to in Eugene. So I, I I don't have any reason to think this is not true at this point, and we'll have to see what actually happens on Friday. Let, well, here's the first question, and then I'll let you guys go at it. Um, if he does take the trip to Oregon, is OU done with him as a recruit? I... I don't think so. And I think it's largely because OU, I don't think, can afford to be. And I think that's that's the misconception that people have had. It's not that OU, like, if any kid decommits, they're just going to walk on him. Like it, it Now, if they if they see another guy is equal and the other guy's ready to jump on board, hey, you know, lost your spot, man. Best of luck wherever you're going to go. But I don't think it is a cut and dry, nope, not, not going to do it. The question is, is do they see Ashton Cozart as the kind of guy they want to come back around for? Like we used to talk about, um, you know, the former staff having guys like C.D. Lamb and some of these other guys they went back and fought for after they lost a commitment. And we all know that whether Ashton Cozart decommits publicly or anything like that, in Oklahoma's eyes, if he takes that visit, he's not a committed player. And they, they are going to, you know, either continue to recruit him as a, like I said, an uncommitted player or they're going to move on and, and go recruit some other wide receivers. Um, as I put in woke, uh, you know, kind of to follow up the talk of, of Ashton Cozart today, Kel Gundy's going to go see the number one receiver in the state tomorrow um, in the state of Oklahoma. And a long-awaited trip for a lot of people around Tulsa that have been banging the drum for Cole Adams at Owasso. And I know Cole has a lot of interest in Oklahoma. Um I think there's been a lot of talk that there is some bad blood there. I don't get that feeling from Cole when I talk to him. I don't get the feeling that he's mad about anything. He he seems like a guy that's just kind of taking it day by day. You know, whatever happens is whatever happens. So um, that'll that's an interesting storyline. Maybe maybe it's just a straight swap and OU moves forward. But I don't know that answer because I honestly don't think 
Ashton Cozard had informed OU of anything. So I that, I that think they mean. are playing catch up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, Sorry that, to ruin I, a yeah. No, that I mean that kind of that that fills in a lot of kind of the question marks about the trip because originally when I, you know, talked about or read about it and was kind of, I guess, catching up to speed about what was happening, and this is something that Bob and I talked about this morning, is just the fact that you're going to have a bunch of seven-on-seven teams over the course of these few months. They go on these seven-on-seven trips. And how is OU going to handle, say that he was going up to the Pacific Northwest and just happened to be up there. Is that different than actually setting up in an official visit? I guess that kind of answers my question is, like, oh, you can't tell a kid, hey, you can't go to your, with your seven-on-seven team to visit a campus, Right. Yeah, I mean, and that—that's a really you know tricky what I'm saying? line like, to walk. Because if you're yeah. gonna play, if you're gonna have that hard line, you're kind of like it, that. Just can't work out in today's recruiting, where you say if you're committed to us, you can't take visits at all. Like that, just it, it's not going to be able to work like that. Well, and, and I'll say, I think a lot of people, and and, and I include myself, because you know we didn't really know the answers. We kind of. I think everyone is working off Dabo's model, and the, okay, he, they're going to do it just like Clemson did. I don't think OU's is hard line about it as Clemson is, because I can tell you, and I mentioned it last week, that there were some people at Clemson very surprised about the Reed McKeska thing, that Oklahoma would even be involved with him. I, I got the impression people at Clemson kind of thought their commitments were going to be treated like Mark and Mike Stoops' commitments were, were treated under Bob. When once a kid committed to Kentucky or Arizona, they were just off limits. They, they were not going to be recruited. There was no visits. There was no contact. Nothing. They were just off the board. It was a brotherly, you know, kind of unspoken agreement from what everybody could gather. So um, I think that's what Clemson thought was going to happen. And I think it's pretty clear Oklahoma is not going to play the card. You know, they're not going to be as hard line about all of this as Clemson is. And I think that's what we're all figuring out is where are the boundaries? What are the limits? What, what's okay? I would expect if Oklahoma, you know, cause if Oklahoma can tell themselves, okay, he went to Oregon just to see, you know, cause it's seven on seven team went up there. He, you know, he plays a lot with the team out of Seattle and he went up there to hang out with his seven on seven trainer and, you know, some of the players he knows and, and he's from the area, you know, like, sure. okay, you know, whatever. No, no big deal. I think you can you can give yourself reason to look the other way, but something like this, this is just this is deliberate. I mean, I and, it, and it's again, if Oklahoma Much didn't know, than just a, a vacation, yeah. yeah, yep, yeah, that's that's all. And it, there are times when I come on here and I tell people, "Hey, guys, this is just a visit. Kids going to go have some fun. There's no real reason to be concerned about this situation." That is not what I'm hearing on this. That that is not what I'm feeling. I know there is some talk that he still plans to be at the barbecue on July 3rd. Um, what his status will be, what, how <laughs> no, OU feels about Got that, it. I don't know. Did Bob drop well, an F-bomb? Tell Bob dropped an F-bomb. Josh, no, the, he said, he said you said July that. and it was June, the barbecue. Oh, damn it, in case you care. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you f***ed you cared. The natural follow-up mm -hmm, to that is, mm -hmm. I guess, would be what happened. Because when we talked to him down at, uh, and it was a couple months ago, obviously, but when we talked to him down in uh, Carrollton after the Under Armour thing, it sounded really, really positive for Oklahoma. 
Dan Laning uh, happened. And I, I saw Ashton again um, like two weeks later at the Elite 11, you know, hanging out <clears throat> with Jackson Arnold where they're <clears> – <throat> golly, sorry, now I'm dying. Uh, Kerry was smart and took care of it before the pod. You all missed a real winner. Um, Thanks. But – throw me under the, the bus. Uh, but, well, I mean, I can't be alone here, okay? I'm going to drag your ass down with me. Um, so, Mikhail Harrison Pilot and Peyton Bowen were there, and neither Jackson Arnold – and I made, a, I made a comment about a picture I had of all four of them talking uh, in warm-ups, and they were all kind of in this circle – just chit-chatting, and Ashton Cozart has OU, you know, gloves on, and Jackson was obviously very, he's always been very open about his OU commitment, and I tweeted out something like, you know, think these guys were doing a little recruiting or something, and Jackson Arnold, like, tweets like eyeballs or something, like, I mean, like, they they clearly were working those guys, and Ashton has talked about working hard on Mikhail Harrison Pilot and some of these other guys, and for this to happen, you're just like, I, you know, I, you kind of... You, you just can't deny that, I mean, there's a lot of NIL talk here is is a lot of what's going on in this conversation right now. And I don't know if that's correct. I don't know if it's fair. It's just the kind of the word on the street kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't, I don't know if this is legit, if there, this has any bearing on it, but I asked that to Brent two, two months ago. It was back in January, early February, when Jackson Arnold, Eric McCarty, and Ashton all made their choices. Do you think they knew then that they were in a spot where they couldn't make visits? Like, did they did did they realize? Oh, wait, wait a minute! I'm making this choice today. Then that's it till December. Or do you think they found out post commitment? Oh, now the expectation is. You're never going to go somewhere. I, I think they knew. I'd be very, very surprised if Brent didn't lay that out because that's that's his model. Like that—that's his vision. Is you know that's fine. Take visit. Like I, if Ashton was uncommitted and was going to visit Oregon, oh, you've got okay, cool, man. Have a great weekend. We'll we'll talk to you when you get back. You know, like that. They are. That's just their belief system. That that's what they buy into. And so I guarantee they told him, you know, hey, man, if you're still looking around, I know we just got here. If you're not sure about things, that's okay. But again, you know, as, as I've told people before, Ashton Cozart was going to commit the Sunday that Lincoln Riley went to USC. <laughs> He's been very gung-ho about Oklahoma through two staffs now. So this whole thing to change this quickly, like I said, it feels like there would need to be a reason and the reason, you know, you keep hearing and, you know, it's not it's not like this is the first mention of this with Oregon is there's a lot of NIL going around. Yeah. Well, that should make everybody feel real good. Yeah, I know. This part, I mean, the bees are flying. Just the bees are out coming mouth, out. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's not all bad news, but it's. That I know that's not what everybody now, wants to hear. Michael Clark Duncan, was that his name? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was, wasn't he married to Omarosa? Was he really? He died in 2012. He was great in Armageddon. Yes. Yes, he was. Okay, back on track. Sorry. Um, no, no. What other horrible news do you have? Um. Well, like I said, before I, I get think to the, the good Cole stuff, Ad- Cole Adams stuff is really interesting. Um, um, I, I think. 
<laughs> we are, for those who are not on the Crimson Corner, we have one member who is going, if OU makes this offer, and I, you've got, like, because the talk has always been, OU wants to evaluate him in person. They really do value that. I mean, people that saw Isaiah Mosey uh, pick up his offer last night, the 2025 receiver uh, from um, Lee Summit North, the same school as Caden Green. Son of Jamar. Uh, yeah, son of Jamar. Mm-hmm. That OU was there looking at him yesterday. Bill Biedenboe and Jeff Levy were both up there. Offer happens. Like that, they believe in look an eyeball on a guy. They really do. DJ Lagway, Jeff Levy goes and sees him in person. Offer happens. Like they don't waste time. Once they know, they're gonna go. Like that. That, that that's that's just the way they see it. But um, there is. Uh, Roughnecks one. We just got to shout him out a little bit on the pod. That guy has beat the drum for Cole Adams for probably six to seven months now. I've got... And I hope he fucking dunks on everybody <laughs> if this offer happens. Boy, you see a lot of stuff about him on Twitter and people just begging OU to offer him. Like, it's uncommon how much you see. Yeah. Well, uh, it's because of that the that month he had, like back in March, where he just I mean, when Alabama, the Aggies, like when those schools come in and you don't see it from OU, there's always gonna be that question. There's always gonna be that that hand hand wringing of like what's going on here? Is it OU or is it that the kid isn't OU good? Well, and, and nobody ever wants to acknowledge like Oklahoma's going to go into, let's say, South Carolina and make some offers that Clemson's not ready to make. Because Clemson knows they make that offer, there's a pretty damn good chance they're going to get that kid. Same with Oklahoma in-state. If they offer an in-state kid, they're probably at worst a coin flip to land that player. And you've you've got them. And I know I beat this drum all the time. People get sick of hearing it. I totally understand but that's the reality. You've got to make – if you're going to offer an in-state guy, you have to make sure you can't land someone better. Now, I am very surprised that Cole Adams hasn't been offered to this point. I, I, I'm a big fan. I, I really like Cole. I think he is a quality player. I, I you know, I, I, I like where – I like what he brings to the table. He's a good return man, good receiver. Uh, he's more explosive than he'll ever get credit for because – you know, let's just be honest. He's a white wide receiver. People are just born to knock those dudes. And I, you know, and the guy, I think he went 10 seven or something in the state meet. Like guy can go like there, there's no problem. there. Problem is now you have so many examples, um, you know, that people remember. They, they don't think about, um, the guys that, um, like we both, we all loved the Mashburn brothers. Like we thought, you know, they could play at OU. They should, you know, mm-hmm. if they offered him, we'd be like, that's a good offer. Uh, and neither one of them became stars to this point. Um, but then you have the George Kittles and you have, uh, God, why am I blanking on Norman North tight end's name? Um, Kohler. Uh, yeah, Charlie, Charlie. Kohler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so those are the guys that guys remember right now. And really, I think we all probably... I mean, the godfather of all the Oklahoma should have offered, and maybe it's the birth of the internet, but uh, 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 God, my brain is not working. Are you t- are you going way back in the tight end Wes machine? Wes Welker is who I'm going oh, to. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought I was going to hear Garrett Mills. I will say uh, Brett Bowers is the only person that exceeded Wes Welker in recruiting information coming from his family. 
Wes? Yeah. I would really, get that, that, that's from, a little before my time. So, yeah, yeah. I, no, I would get stuff constantly from his family. Interesting. It, and it, it was back in the day, you know, that was pretty much, I mean, it was like, you know, Wes Sims, Wes Welker. Those are the big names in state. Uh, but you get a lot of like packets from his family and things like that. Whereas Brett Bowers, I remember his dad sent me, you probably got it too, a VHS tape that it not only was, it wasn't like a VS, VHS tape off the shelf. It literally had graphics built. Like it was <laughs> packaged like it came from a major motion picture studio. And Carrie, the, the funny thing about that is why did he never come off as well as Richard Hayburn did? <laughs> Cause Richard had that same energy. Like, it, yeah. but you loved Richard. Like it was like, yeah, all good. Like, you know, like I never, begrudged him you were just like yeah he's just a dad that loves his kid with bowers the energy just always felt different like disrespected it's just disrespect yeah it was, i'm like i i'm like i okay a certain I level of of insecurity maybe? maybe that's the right word yeah i mean like well, I said, what's I the what was the lineman's dad that went to texas that tried rollerson oh, yeah. his dad oh. tried to say what I, I think said that's the only, wasn't true. Like parent that's ever been just I'm like okay this is this Jake is Rollerson's dad yeah he was insane <laughs> and I thought Jake was going to be a really good player I like Jake really, the kid never but it turned out yeah and I didn't have a problem with his dad until he started telling people that what I said wasn't true when it's exactly what he told me I don't know why you had to lie about the kid that's just so messed up Carrie I that's what I do is I take information and I twist it. Oh yeah. Oh no. I, I I've heard from multiple people the the second that I, I I Nick ran that story and then I quote tweet like Sooners commit expected to visit Oregon this weekend and I get multiple people that are like he said on Instagram it's not true. Well, he would be the first recruit ever to deny a story <laughs> that made him that was one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. yeah. That yeah that that never has happened before. Shoot. Yeah. You're right. Screw recruit person in general to deny something that doesn't make them doesn't put them in a favorable light. Yeah. I could see Jake Rollerson's dad being really big into QAnon. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I'm not saying you're right, but I'm not going to argue that you're wrong. I think you can say well, that about here's the any scary thing. He might be right about some stuff. <laughs> oh god. I think any helicopter parent you could kind of say that. <laughs> yeah. No, but I I think I think the thing with Richard, Richard was like, I think when you would talk to him, he was just trying to get a gauge most of the time of where things stood. Like he sure. didn't have, he wasn't like telling you that his son was getting screwed all the time or things like that. Like he wasn't, he wasn't trying to, you know, craft a narrative around his kid. He yeah. was just a genuinely no. good guy. Yeah. He was, he was a guy that was super excited about his, his son, sons. Yeah. But you know, it just. I don't know. He, like I said, he just never, it never bothered me in the way that some other parents, I'm like, you've got to tone it down. Really? I thought Ben was more, he was more, not standoffish, but he was kind of that, you know, chip on a shoulder attitude more than his dad was. Oh, hundred percent. I think, I mean, cause Ben came from such a small little private school. I think he felt like everyone doubted him from minute one you know like because honestly i mean only time i've ever been to that school in my life was when ben habern was a recruit uh same school that produced whitney hand uh you know 
Mrs. Landry Jones. So, you know, a lot, lot, of, lot of greatness from uh, Liberty Christian and Argyle there for a while. And now it's just Argyle itself is a monster. All right, so do we get to the good news now? Do you want to talk about uh, the good things that have happened since we last talked? No, nothing That's where Jason happened. Witten's the head coach now, right? Liberty Christian? Yep, I believe that is. Yep. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. A lot of money then. Yeah. So, uh, Bob, you did not want to uh, have anything to do with writing the headline for OU's newest uh, recruiting. I couldn't be that creative, so no. I don't know if I... Creative's a word for it. (laughs) I don't know if I passed the creative test on it, but I just put my little spin on it. I just always have thought that booty is a funny word that means, like, bounty. But it's like, is it only associated with pirates? The... No, that's what my kids say for butt, and they think it's hilarious. Like, they've been mesmerized by some of my conversations lately. Like, what is Daddy talking about? What's a general butt? G- general butt? Uh, yeah, and you should know. And his know real name that- is General. I know. I told Tiffany, and she's like, that's not his real name. I'm like, that is his name. Like, that is. On the birth certificate. That That's just turning into the slide. Like, you know what? Booty's your last name, man. There's nothing we can do about it. We're going to give you general. Like, we're just going to, like, you're, we're not doing Tom. Like, we're, we're going to go right for the gold. He's like, he said he's had to show his driver's license to people sometimes. That, <laughs> well, oh, that's not your real name. There it is. By the way, uh, let me, before we get into the hardcore general booty, um, <laughs> let, me, uh, uh. <laughs> let me take a time out. See, I can keep going. Uh, let me take a time. As long as it's not like a dad joke-ish, you know, you got to be a little dirty, uh, a little surprising. But um, I want to tell you guys about something going on with Dead Soxy because some of you might not know this, uh, but they also make custom socks. So uh, whether you've got a, a team or, you know, you're, you're building the business, uh, your logo matters uh, and you can't afford to put it on some half-rate swag. Uh, we learned that lesson the hard way. Uh, not the hard way, but we approached that lesson the same way with unofficial 40 gear. Uh, Dead Soxy will help you create premium custom socks that you can stake your reputation on. Uh, custom socks, they might be the best promotional product that you've never tried uh, because if you think about it, every person you know wears socks every day and they wear their favorite pairs a lot. On top of that, cool custom socks can make a lasting impression on clients, on investors, uh, employees, donors. Uh, so you don't have to worry about the design skills. Uh, they do it all. They do it for free. Uh, you just share your vision and they'll bring it to life. Uh, they'll create digital mock-ups of designs. When we were going through the Oklahoma collection. Uh, they were sending me mock-ups. I was like, I like that. I don't like that. Uh, I've seen how the process works. They're really good at it. So uh, best of all, they're talking about the same premium uh, Dead Soxy retail quality uh, that Dead Soxy's known for, and they're designed for you with your logo. Minimum order is only 120 pairs of the same style, and the lead time is six to eight weeks. That's that's really fast. Uh, to get your project started now, go to deadsoxy.com slash custom. That's deadsoxy, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y dot com slash custom to check out what they can do uh, with custom socks for your company. Mention that you heard the ad on Sooner Scoop or the Unofficial 40 podcast and get $100 off all custom orders now. That's deadsoxy.com slash custom. 
All right, uh, back to uh, General Booty, hardcore General Booty. So, Juco kid, we you know we talked about it a lot coming out of spring. Everybody thought uh, once they got Bevel, that kind of solved all their problems. But I did. But what does this do now for the quarterback room at Oklahoma? Now to have General Booty and Josh, how good is General Booty? Uh, well, I mean, you know, just to start from a basis that everybody can understand. This is a guy that led the junior college ranks in passing last year as a freshman. I mean, like, not not a guy that redshirted literally first year on campus at Tyler Junior College, led the country in passing. So, I mean, highly productive guy. Uh, watching him on tape, there's a lot to like. I love his touch. I love the way he works, you know, vertically. I like him, you know, down the seam. He shows a lot on tape. There's a lot of feel to his game, which makes sense. I mean, he's a football family kid. Like, he grew up around it. Uh, uncles were both really good and accomplished quarterbacks. So there's, there's plenty to like there. Um, you know, I think there's some development. I, I think at times, like his feet can just kind of get set and he doesn't move the way you want him to. But when he does move or, you know, kind of has to buy time, he finds it well. We'll keep his eyes downfield. He knows what he is. He's not a guy that has any illusions that he's going to break for 60. Like, you know, he'll go pick up a first down if he needs it, but he's a guy that's generally looking to throw. And even when things can break down, he, he tends to find somebody and is not just, you know, like it's easy to say, oh, he's accurate. You know, oh, he, 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 he leads guys. He puts it where it needs to be, not just like, oh, they can catch it. So I, I like him. Um, I would have him, if you, if you told me he or Bevel would start, you know, next year, uh, if Dylan Gabriel would leave, I would probably bet on him instead. Um, but he, he needs some time to develop. He's got to get bigger. Uh, I think, you know, we, we mentioned Sam already earlier. Um, there's some Sam Bradford in that I think he will, his arm will develop as he fills out because he's very lean, uh, much in the same way Sam was at that age. So I, I think weight pro, you know major college weight program gets in a you know on, on a at, at the training table does all the things he needs to do i i really i think he could turn into a a multi-year starter if the situation plays out right and there's not just some absolute monster that comes in and just takes the job away from everybody did it surprise anybody the way that it went down because I, when we were talking about it last week it was like Okay, he's coming in, but are they going to say 2023? Are they going to wait? Are they going to press the issue? Like, I I guess I was a little bit surprised that they went ahead and not only made the offer, that he just went ahead and committed. I, you know, you look around the room, and I guess he feels pretty confident about maybe it's a, a thing about, you know, didn't have a whole lot of other options. But I don't know. I was surprised that it played out so quickly, given that he could have gone back to Juco. He, he could have, and I guess he is very familiar with Jeff Levy, and he told sure. me he had a preferred walk-on option at Ole Miss with Lane and Levy for the 2021 class. It's just something that couldn't be worked out at that time. And so when Levy came to watch him at Tyler in the spring, he said, you know, kind of wait this out a little bit. Something might pop up. Something might be available for us here in Norman where we can try to make this work. And he said he was offered on the first day of the visit, and then he decided to commit on the second day to go ahead and get it over with. And he said because of the fact that he is from a football family 
and he has traveled, you know, like four different high schools or something like that, or four different programs in the last five years, he's not as scared about just saying, all right, in two weeks now, I'm, I'm going to be a Norman, like making that type of adjustment. Like this is sort of what he's been waiting for this, this type of moment. And he seems very eager to sort of get this all go. Dumb question. Does that change anything for Davis Bevel? I mean, if, if, if you're him and you're looking at kind of the landscape right now, I, can it change anything? I think like, that can they would get out of it. I think they would have had to have those discussions with him. Like, sure. I mean, it would be it would be um, not reckless. What's the word? Irresponsible to right. not tell a kid that committed to you like we still might take another. On as much as they talk and harp about just communication, relationships, yeah. and that kind of stuff, I have to think it would have come up. I, I don't know. Maybe I was just a little bit surprised that it all came together. I mean, you're looking at that quarterback room now, and they got seven guys in there all of a sudden after you know you leave spring, and you're kind of like, well, they only have really one true option. Well, we all wondered, you know, what's Micah Bowen's place in this thing, and then he throws a 95-yard touchdown in the spring game. Yeah. I, I will say, I'll, I'll totally own. I, I put it in um, several places on the board. I, you know, I, I in, in scoop, I kind of discussed it. Like, I thought once Bevel, I, I, what my assumption was is that they had set up that visit for last weekend prior to Bevel's uh, commitment. And then once he came in, Lebby and he had a relationship, and hey, we may still recruit him in 2023. We'll see what the room looks like and if, if Gabriel's going to come back around or come back for the 23 season. And so you thought, well, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, just kind of continue to keep that relationship going because junior college quarterbacks and junior college players don't really get recruited until October, November when the high, you know, when schools are starting to learn, okay, we're not going to get that high school guy. Let's go get the fix we need at safety or running back or whatever it's going to be. Um, so I, I, that's kind of what I thought this was about. So I admit fully being surprised about, um, him being offered in 2022. And, you know, like I said, I, I think it says something about how much Jeff Levy likes him that he, cause that's not, again, they got seven quarterbacks. They don't need to take that risk. Um, they've got their guy that I, I think we all agree if, you know, but unless general booty just comes in and shocks everybody and is so much better than I expect him to be. They have their backup next year. If something happens to Gabriel, I think they know who who they expect to be that next guy in line. So I I, I think it's just clear, like they just like General Booty, like they they think he's a player and they can develop him over time. And what what he stressed from his conversations with Lebby and Venables was competition. They just felt there wasn't enough competition in that room. Like people were kind of getting their spots by default because there's just no, no one else was there. So, if, yeah, you're you're in the running because you're still here standing. So they want to get it to, you know, where you earn being the backup, where you earn, you know, being where you are with within that room. And, and that sounds like something that uh, General Booty is very comfortable with doing here going forward. So I think they're done at quarterback. Just guess. <laughs> Good Lord. I never thought I was going to be in a spot with this with this team this year where I'm like, no more quarterbacks. You're good on quarterbacks. But I guys, I mean, does it feel like it's just a thing where they're setting up like 
We don't know what the next year is going to hold with Dylan Gabriel. We don't know what the depth's going to look like. We're going to bring as many guys in here. We'll see who can play. And if some guys leave, then some guys leave. Yes. That, that's how I, I absolutely take it. Well, and you're yeah. already, I mean, it might be time to kind of push back a little bit. I mean, with the transfer portal and everything else, like everybody's been painted in the quarter, in the corner with the quarterback stuff where, you know, you have to offer one a year and then, um, you know, you have a guy that changes and it like, oh, you were so fortunate to end up with Caleb Williams because of Brock Vandiver. Um, and, you know, at the same time, when you have back-to-back guys like that, like it's so hard to to get a scholarship guy in there if you have a, a star youngster. It's everybody is always so afraid of over recruiting. Like at some point, the coaches just have to kind of say, "Look, we need to be able to recruit quarterbacks every year." Like, or we're not worried about pissing off, you know, the guy we just got last year that thinks he's next in line by recruiting a guy. I mean, it's like. At some point, this is not sustainable to, because one thing has to happen, one injury has to happen, and your whole program tanks. I, with with the way they had recruited prior to, fine. You know, like, I guess, but they were always playing with fire. Like, it, it was always, in those years, like, two years ago, when Rattler was backing up Jalen Hurts, with what we saw of Spencer Rattler in 2020 and 2021, think of how terrifying that would have been if, if Spencer Rattler had to go play for Jalen Hurts at that point. I'm trying to think, who it, would have been Kyler's backup? Uh, would have been uh, Mordecai, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. It would have been Mordecai. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow, hey. <laughs> Took kind of a, we kind of went for it. Excited. Well, he went on. He 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 played so well at SMU. He'll never be that. Like, is that the the who is the least successful OU quarterback in in the last ten years? Is it Austin Kendall? Least successful? Yeah. You mean like in, in any regard? Like after like they transferred left out and uh-huh. just didn't do anything? Or I mean, he I mean, did something. He played, but he didn't play well. I guess it's debated between him and Trevor. I mean, Trevor at least went down to A&M and had yeah. a nice career. They I mean, both had nice careers, They would have killed to have Trevor Knight as their quarterback uh, last year after their first guy went down. I mean, the sure. sum of Austin's Kendall's career didn't equal the Sugar Bowl. No, not even close. Yeah, No, that's, so, I mean, that's completely fair. Yeah. And does that equal Justice Hansen doing okay at Arkansas State? I don't know. He was great. He ended up as like State. a. Yeah. I think say so. he great. didn't he end up like a top three all time passer Belt for them or something. Player of the year candidate, like offensive player of the year. I mean, like, yeah, he had a. By the way, shout out to uh, Justice. He just got married recently. I don't know if you guys saw that. I didn't. Congrats to Justice. You we, unfollow did, everyone though that's no longer a recruit. So did did they need um, any B roll video for like a highlight <laughs> thing after? <laughs> we have we a got bunch of them sitting around. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Justice is just going to ignore us until he becomes like a grandfather and so he can show, show his grandkids all the footage of him when he played because we have it all. It still is hilarious that we went to an Elite 11 camp and followed his every move while Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield were on the very same field. That Hey, I still follow Justice, still follows me. He hasn't tweeted since November, so that's... 
He's an that, Instagram that's guy. That's on him. He's an Instagram guy. I, I I don't follow Justice anymore. I had to go look when you called me out, Carrie, and I was like, I still, nope, I don't follow him. That's correct. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not following him. He still follows me, so I'm extra asshole. See, now he had a dad that played football or played baseball, won a national championship. Like, he, he, he was good at being a football player's dad, but also, you know, kind of hitting you up. Just, I just wanted you to know, that's my boy. Maybe you uh, had, a, you sound like you had a different experience. Me? Yeah. Oh, heck no. No, okay. no. There, his family was Dusty awesome was fine. Me. Yeah. 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 Always great to deal with. Just the oh, silence. Always. I was, I felt like Josh might no, have had some heck. dirty one. <laughs> no, put out there. no, no. They were, um, I can remember, I think at a Nike camp in Dallas years ago, sitting with them for a while and just like talking. And I think you guys know, like, I don't do that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't talk to people I don't have to talk to. And we were, we were just shooting the bull, man. It was, it was, they're nice. They're good people. Your personality with people is fascinating. At, I picked a really weird job to have the personality type that I do. There, there's no question. Like I, with like, I like being around my family. I like being around my friends. Generally speaking, I don't like talking to people. And I will say this, like, since we got the office, this is the most we've ever talked. Yes. Yes. Because you have to, you know, prepare me for all the pain and anguish. So it's no, it's good. You know, well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about at this point. We're getting bigger as a staff and, you know, decisions are being made and things like that. So have we, have we talked about that much on the pod? No, um, that we will be adding a fifth to our. We're going to be adding another full time staff. I think I just I mentioned it, but I haven't I haven't given Mm -hmm. out any details yet, and I still Mm -hmm. don't want to. I want to I want to do a proper introduction when sure we bring him on board, but it's coming soon. Mm -hmm. Like I want to say, there's only going to be a couple more pods before he's introduced. Mm -hmm. So this summer, it's happening. I mean, do, do we have to? Like, we don't have to say. I mean, it could be she. It could be a really pretty she. You don't know. Just be prepared. I was told it was a transgender. <laughs> <laughs> I I met her at Disney. Here we go. It's the Josh gets to field email portion of the podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, guys. I, Eddie, I put him so, in charge, by the way. So um, I told him he's in charge of all Eddie complaints from here on out. Mm-hmm. I, I I am your shield, Eddie. I am I am taking the the bullets for you, sir. Um, oh yeah, that's the line that we're we've, we've crossed now. <laughs> like that was the one that was crossed. Oh, oh no, this was about um, a conversation a couple of weeks ago involving Jason Kersey and, and your preference for general. your yeah. your preference for a certain type of attorney. So um, you upset the Jewish well, community. It's true, it's I, true. We should be honest. I. My stance was, I don't know how you'd prefer those people being insulting. Like, I like those people better. You bastard. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's a little bit like saying all Asian people are good at math. I mean. Is that, like, I don't. I guess, like, whenever I've heard. It's still a stereotype, even though it's a positive stereotype. Because as I can tell you from my unconscious bias training that I've taken recently, thanks to uh-huh. my corporate job, <laughs> stereotypes are stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And unconscious yeah, bias I, is real, according to Harvard. 
Sure. My, I guess I'm my more worried about was, the person that writes in because of something that they heard on a podcast that they chose to listen to. I, I mean, I'm of the opinion that you're, you have a right to be offended and you have a right to be heard. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I, 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 Carrie can attest. He was part of the thread. Like I went back and forth with the gentleman several times. Wasn't ugly, nothing bad about it. Like it was just two people talking. Like I try, I try not to say GDs because that offends a certain segment of the listening audience, which I understand. God damn. It's uh, just like give him a hoop and he will jump through it. I, well, I mean, just people are amazing. People are amazing. It's kind of it. It humors me, is what it is. Thank God we've got Bob here, Bob and I, to balance you guys. The out, problem is the, the problem in, with the world. I mean, like living in Oklahoma, it's just like anything else. It's like people in Oklahoma think if you're down the middle that you're automatically liberal because you're not conservative and. I'm not trying to talk politics, but it's like with the social media stuff, that becomes a factor because like YouTube could probably flag what you said about the lawyer and like take away our monetization because it's just that world that we live in. Everybody's very sensitive about everything. Well, they, I mean, they, that's the, a platform that gives Tim Dillon a, a platform. So they're not going to do that. I don't even know who that is. See, that's how connected I am. He's the funniest yep. comedian out right now. Hmm. Maybe I've seen I, some of his stuff on TikTok, and I just don't know. I I don't think he's on TikTok. I, I feel like Eddie is the comedian may not be a literal uh, job title for this human being. <laughs> no, he's a comedian. I don't, I, I don't, I don't trust Eddie at all. He does stand up. He does, he's hilarious. He's a stand-up comedian. He's not like... He tells jokes in a nightclub. He's not like a hard factor or something guy. <laughs> That's right. He hangs out with uh, Alex Jones from time to time. Okay. So yeah. See, damn it. There I knew it. it. I knew not there to trust your there ass at is. all. There are people screaming at the pod right now. How do you not know who Tim Dillon is? He's fantastic. But, but see, this is like people, when I tell you I don't give a flying f about politics, this is what I'm like. I am sincere in it. I don't know anything about it. I don't give a shit about yours, and I'm not going to talk about mine. We're all good. That is, that is, but see, that is, once again, you've made your life out to be where nothing can come into your bubble. Because I have to care about this stuff because I have to care about like YouTube and monetization and what's going to get us in trouble, what's going to get us deactivated. Well, I mean, me not liking politics is not going to get us deactivated. That's just, that's some stupid shit that I don't have time for or care about. <laughs> no, like, I'm the one who has, has to, to be aware of it. Yeah. You have to have an interest, like, but it aware exists, but I'm not going to expend any of my time or energy on it because I, I, I have a, if I can't, if I have no control over it, why do I spend time thinking about it? Like that, that is, that seems so obvious to me, and I know it's completely crazy to most people. But I, I like, I can't change it. But it's Why just like it's just like all these people, whether you want to call them creators or personalities or whatever, it's like they have to, like Levitard, like had to go form his own media company to keep doing what he did because corporations they don't like you being a little extreme one way, like. 
I'm pretty sure Alex Jones owned all his stuff, and didn't he get kicked off of Twitter? Yeah, but that's because he was under. I mean, that's because he said Sandy Hook was fake. Which yeah, was well, he got sued by insane. all his families. I mean, absolutely, 100% positively insane. But, I mean, that, I'm just saying, a lot of these people have to go out and form their own companies because if they worked for a big corporate media empire, yeah. they get censored. That's just the way it is. And, I, and look. It's crazy. I mean, like, Joe Rogan's had a lot of back, you know, a, a lot of uh, a backlash since he got to Spotify because people went and dug up old stuff that was still on Spotify or they said something controversial, and then all the people that were extreme to the other political leaning came after him. And I I hate even calling it cancel culture anymore because I think that kind of, I don't know. I, I know I'm in the weeds here, but this is just kind of my media discussion, I guess, that I wanted to get off my chest. I don't care. Like, Eddie, you can say what you want. We'll take the backlash. Yeah, I haven't I, said anything crazy today. No, but I, mean, I did think it was interesting that we're going to introduce oh, the shit, ability to get abortions at the Soonerscoop.com office. Okay, <laughs> oh my God. And I, I think don't. That's a little. Bit. Okay, that's not happening. <laughs> no, no I, letters. I read right? No emails. Incorrectly. Oh, that's something you have wow. to worry a lot about, Edward. No, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, summer is here, workouts are going on. I know, uh, Bob, a big part of you know, what you're doing is kind of the welcome to OU stuff right now, getting in touch with guys before they get to campus. Like, what is kind of, I mean, I know, I don't think we talked about the Porter Moser stuff because that was Thursday, I think, after we did the pod, when that right. came out about going to Spain, Barcelona, and Paris. Um, but, like, that's going to be in August. I know basketball generally can start practicing and stuff in the summers, right? As a team. Yep. Um, yeah, especially now because they're doing that. Yeah. That will it gives give them, them more practice time. Yes. But for football so, and so, basketball, and like when is kind of when are we expecting guys to start trickling in here? The first of June, which would be two two weeks from wow. today. I'm you know talking with Booty, talking with JJ Hester, talking just getting in touch with basketball guys. June June first. I mean that's when they're all going to start showing up and so that's why when you Gavin see Sawchucks that there's three well. open scholarships still for basketball you start wondering you know has the has Moser been able to find those those pieces and I've been you know, I had sources say that they still feel really good despite the fact there hasn't been a new name in a, at least you know two three weeks in terms of a commitment but that it's just going to be Matter of time, matter of being patient, and the three names will come out, and they feel pretty confident with the team that they're about to put together. You know, and it will be interesting because, you know, Dylan Gabriel told us in the spring, like, yeah, we didn't do offseason seven-on-seven stuff because nobody knew the offense, you know. Like, now they're going to have guys that know the offense a little bit. They're going to be able to go out and do, you know, volunteer workouts and things like that, so they'll be able to get a lot more out of it. And then, you know, you bring in the freshman like Gavin Sawchuck and get him in the mix. And uh, I'm trying to think, who are the most notable guys that will be coming in that haven't been here? Wait, wait, there, there is basketball conversation happening, so I'm only hearing half of it. But I feel like I've heard Gavin Sawchuck <laughs> come I, up a couple I times. Come back yes. In. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jake Rose probably number one, right? I think Gentry Williams. Yeah. 
the I mean, gentry. Those are the guys you you have been waiting for, especially in the secondary. Yeah, and it's going to be, you know, I mean, fall camp's going to be really interesting with those those names in particular, defensive back. Like, who's going to corner? Who's, you know, I would assume, isn't Rowe and, and, and Gentry, aren't they locks for corners? At least going into June. Yeah. I mean, going uh, into camp next year, I would think yeah. so, right, Josh? Yeah, I... I... <laughs> Roe is so interesting. He could yep. he could do a lot of different stuff. I know a lot of people have talked about nickel, and I'm not saying it's not possible, but I don't know that he's at his best when he's in the box. Like I, I think he's a little bit some people think like, oh, you just put a six three, two thirty guy that can run in the box and it's all gonna work out. And maybe it does over time, but I I, I wonder if he has to grow to that a little bit. Um both physically and just in the way he plays. But I mean, again, the guys, we're coming off a defense that talked about, you know, speed D and all that stuff. And while we're absolutely not going to give any credit to the previous regime, Brent Venables' first defensive class, I mean, our first class in general, a lot of speed there. Jaden Rowe wins, you know, 6A state championship. Uh, Gavin Freeman wins the state championship. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of speed out there on the field, and um, I I think he starts at corner and you see what he can do. And if that works there, then, good Lord, you might have a monster. I mean, like, if he can play at corner, if he can turn and run, then, I mean, you might have a guy that's a, a top-ten pick. I mean, that that's Patrick Peterson kind of stuff um, at that size and speed. Where exactly are they on the scholarship limit right now? I, I was, it's funny, it's really funny you say that. I was just updating the scholarship chart because I was like, oh, I haven't added general. And then I realized I also hadn't added um, uh, Bevel or Hester. So that's all been updated to anybody that's been looking and kind of wondering when that was going to get fixed. Uh, so they are at 75 of 85 now with 11 set to come in. So I'm guessing there's something there that I, you know, that is not either. Um, Someone's expected to go out. I, I'm not quite sure how the numbers are going to play on that, but clearly there is something. Something and that's has to after give. Cody, Noah, mm-hmm. and uh, I, Let me make sure. I've got. Yeah, Cody is Cody is definitely gone. NRK is gone. Noah is gone. So that's interesting. I hadn't even. I, I would literally just total it out at 75 like two minutes ago. And didn't go back and make sure I knew how many freshmen. I had it in my head that it was 10. And I guess that's just because it made sense. Three, five, eight, ten. Yeah. They've got 11 freshmen coming in in a couple of weeks. And by my count, again, now maybe there's something that I've missed or just something is not right, but I, I've got them at 75 with 11 coming in. They could so be we'll banking on that, you know, maybe rules change. I mean, there's been some talk that the NCAA, I think Staples was the first to mention, like one way to solve a lot of these problems is to get rid of the 25 rule and expand rosters a little bit more because all these people are trapped in the portal, basically. So maybe they're hoping that, that 85 will grow a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's a big game. Sort of like basketball, thinking there might be a blanket waiver again for two-time transfers. You just um, sort of hope, hoping for it. 
maybe while I was at Disney, did we? Is Reeves Munchchow no longer part of things? He is and not part it? of the team. No. That is that That's is your where 85. we got it. Okay. That's your eighty-five right there. I was like, I just, I was like, let me start special teams and go from there. So yeah, that is because Kelleher's still there. Uh, yeah, so that that would they they are at eighty-five now, which kind of answers the question, the LV Bunkley Shelton question that I've gotten from a few people. Um, and he put team, out a thing his, today his about morning. top two. Yeah, about OU and Kansas. I, I, you know, and I, 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 well, it is when you can't go to OU. Um, hmm. I mean, walk <laughs> on at OU or Kansas. That, that, that looks like that might be his options. Um, but yeah, I, I was told when JVN committed that OU was probably not going to be in for LV Bunkley Shelton. And by what we're looking at, unless I've got another oversight in here, which I don't think I do, um, that's that's it. OU is has their eighty five. That's which, impressive to be at eighty five after all the shit that's happened the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, and Carrie, think about like how many years at this point OU would be at like eighty one, eighty two, and our fans are lose our you know our readers are losing their minds about why those three. And I agreed, like wh- why why are you letting this number dangle every year where you're down three or four scholarships to Georgia and Alabama and everybody else and. With all that's gone on, all the chaos, oh, you hit 85 in year one under Brent. Yeah, I mean, kind of could have been left with, I mean, just mass chaos, and they solved it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So you won't see any walk-ons getting scholarships in August. Oh, no videos, dang it. See, you, you, you know, and oh, this is where you're a heartless monster. <laughs> Even I find that touching. Like, I do. Like, with the the one, I think it was Georgia, like, had the kid's mom call and to tell him that he got, he was, maybe it was Ohio State. I can't, somebody in red, it might have been like Wisconsin. Yeah, I remember Ohio State doing it with, uh, I think it was a running back. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, got a little dusty. Like, you know, when Mm -hmm. the mom calls and she's crying and she awards you a scholarship, like, that's pretty cool. Well, like the Miles Tease one when he was in the office and the whole like the whole deal like that was they did Drake Stoops on the field after the mm-hmm, spring yep. game right yep a year ago the spring wow, game before this one we weren't allowed down yeah because we were in the press box and we we're like sounds like <laughs> something big just happened and then you saw everybody tackling Drake and you say I guess they just gave him a scholarship. And then I mean, of course remember what, after that everybody was like married? why are they wasting a scholarship on him. His dad's got all kinds of money. I never understand those arguments. Like, you think Bob still wouldn't rather not pay? (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess I know that he can do it, but, like, he's no different than you. He'd rather not have to pay for that if he doesn't have to. Actually, I think his his kids could have gone to school for free, but it changes with an athletic scholarship. Mm -hmm. You can't just give a free athletic scholarship to somebody Uh, and not have 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 a camp. Have we ever discussed Drake for an NIL? Well, no, but I think he'd be good like if he, if we were doing it every week. Uh-huh. But he's not known as I mean, he's not guys in my right. He's not he's not bad, but he's not like real forthcoming. I think a lot of times we get a bad interpretation of these guys because of zooms. The what? Well, because of zooms too. Well, the Zooms and just like just in general, having to answer some of the. You can say it. 
stupid ass questions that they get yeah. asked. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody either. No, it, it they, is like, ridiculous. That's just not a setting. Like the 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 way that post practice stuff is set up, it's just not a setting to offer a whole lot of your personality unless you're somebody that comes way over the top. You're there's there's no is that fair? There's, yeah, well, there's what, no. What's fair about it is that you need at least ten minutes initially to start building the rapport and then from 10 minutes on sometimes you find the best answers that's fair but that's a lot of patience to be yeah you got to wait through the how practice go today questions yeah. guys yep i i think the players should be given some sort of petition where they can like if a, a media member asked shitty questions enough times enough players mention him He's not allowed to ask questions for like a week give or yellow two or cards and then yes, you finally get a red exactly. card and it's like you yeah. have to sit out the next session. Yeah, you are not even allowed in the press conference in two weeks because your questions are such horse <laughs> shit. I or love that idea. Thirty-seven seconds to fantastic. do it. Yeah. Well, that's why it was always nice having Bob there, is because like he you he'd make you feel stupid if you asked a dumb question. I I like coaches that are like that, that they force you to be good. Because when you're too nice and too accommodating, it just invites idiots to ask idiotic questions. And and look, I think for the most part, like most of the guys on the beat, I think a lot of the younger guys come up with pretty good stuff. It's usually the dinosaurs that are the embarrassing ones. Although, I should say this. Uh, I think Dean Blevins is owed an apology. Um from that was uh, something. Uh, who was the golfer? Scotty Scheffler. Okay. Scheffler. Maybe just that's just a little OU Texas rivalry. Maybe. Maybe Scotty Scheffler remembers when Dean was asked a rude question to Mac Brown or something back in the day. But I mean Possibly. To be honest, he should have said, you know, in a video when you were on the Corn Ferry tour, you said this. Well, I think he said it before. I wasn't there, so I I can't really say what happened. Maybe Dean did something. Do you know the big eight the... doesn't exist though? That was strange. That's a little bit of a misspeak. Very strange. Anyway, no, I think that's a great idea, Josh. I, it just—I don't think I it'll ever I... happen, but it's a good idea. Bob sent me some audio like two weeks ago of one of the most horrific questions I've ever heard. And I, I and everybody hears me. I'm not a great Q&A guy. I'm not pretending I am at all. But more people have to realize, and I, and I work on this, they're not here to hear you ask your question. No, nobody is. They want you to get your question the hell out of the way and then hear what Brent or the player or anybody else has to say. Say it as quickly and concisely as you can and then get the hell out of their way. My biggest pet peeve is people that tell someone a fact that is well known about themselves before they ask a question. Like, um, you know, you had a really good year last year. Here's my question. (laughs) (laughs) So, Baker, you had a pretty good career here at OU. Anyway, um... Anything else on recruiting that you wanted to hit on that um, we didn't cover? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're seeing all um, the camp stuff come out from guys mm-hmm. that are getting invites and things like that. Well, just to kind of cover, uh, tomorrow night I will be – I'm hoping tomorrow to see three or four practices. 
it's been a weird week. We thought Carrie was going to come down. They didn't come down. And then Tiffany had some stuff going on. So it's been a weird – I meant to hit more than I've gotten to hit this week, and some of it's on me as well. Like, I'm not just putting that off on everybody else. But So it just hasn't quite worked out the way I wanted it to. But going to see some practices tomorrow. Uh, really, one of my goals is to see Reed McKeska, get a good look at him, get some tape. Their spring game uh, is tomorrow night here in Houston, so I'm going to try to get up and see that. I'm hoping to see uh, Eddie's boy, uh, Jaquay's Petaway as well. So, you know – Probably six or seven touchdowns from him in about ten minutes in a spring game, um, and uh, gonna go to Atlanta this weekend. Uh, go see the Atlanta Rivals camp. There are, it's not looking like it's gonna be the 2023 group I hoped for, but looking at the 2024 list, there may be 15 guys there that hold OU offers, like Kavion Henderson, Mario Craver, both those guys from Alabama. Uh, CJ Hurd, TA Cunningham is supposed to be there, top 10 guy in the class, uh, for 2024. So it should be really good going, going to then, ret- I fly out Saturday, come back from Atlanta Sunday, immediately head to Oklahoma first thing Monday morning, and then we'll be making my state tour, uh, where I'm, you know, planning to see Ryan Grayson, Ravian Larry, um, get my first freaking in-person look at Eric McCarty, as crazy as that is, that it's taken this long. Um, just a weird set of circumstances with him. Uh, not, not like his fault, just the way it's worked out. Uh, and then, you know, uh, like I said, getting back and then we'll get into OU camps. It's, it's going to be a lot in the next few weeks. And, um, I guess I should mention as well and touch on it, Oklahoma. There is a new Rivals 250 member that makes his home in the greater Oklahoma City area, has just moved into town. There was no fanfare, moved in from IMG. Um, and is a guy that Oklahoma has connection with. So it will be very interesting to see what will come of that. And I will definitely make a point to see him next week. Um, you know, for those that, if that tempted you, Hey, uh, Sooner Scoop membership is there. And if you're interested, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Josh, Josh underscore scoop. And I can fix you up. I so, want to point yeah. out that Josh is the one spending all the money lately too. You, yes. It's not always me. He got a new wireless mic, a new mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who did I? I didn't even know I did. I'm gear. excited. Well, yeah. I guess you're probably going to get that when you come to Oklahoma now. Bam. Uh, and uh, then the needless traveling. Just the needless traveling. Needless traveling to the Atlanta We know what you do in Atlanta. Game. You just go eat places. You don't really go cover people. I, I don't charge you for food anymore. I have been told that that is, a, that is not owned, kosher. You owned the place. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be eating in Atlanta. You own the place. I like this was my this was my point, guys. Like, do you not eat other times? Like, I, I'd be like eating at were, home if you were at home. Are you going to charge me for that food then too? Possibly, possibly. That peanut butter and jelly sandwich isn't going to pay for itself. <laughs> uh, no, but you don't do like any. You don't seek out like diners, drive-ins, and dives places when you go to somewhere like I, Atlanta. That, well, see, and that's the like, and that's the other thing. Like, I eat like Chicken Express or like Subway. I love Chicken Express. But, I can't lie, but that's to be a real fair, vice for me. To be fair, that's your fault because yes, the way you travel is you book your flights basically as things end. So you're always you're running from the airport to a football field back to an airport, so you don't have that's to be right. away from your family for very long. That is one hundred percent accurate. Like it's it's not my family. They're okay. My bed itself, I don't, I don't want to miss my bed. I do I, agree I like with that. Bed. Although hotel yeah. beds, man, they're pretty good. 
Yeah. Um, no, no. We um, that was the one. I, I will say I give Disney a lot of shit. The beds at Disney. We stayed at two different resorts while we were down there. Really, really quality beds. We I, I slept like a champion, and I rarely do in a hotel bed. So that's weird. I sleep awesome in hotels. I, I I think largely Carrie because it's exactly what you're talking about. Like I go to bed at the last possible moment I can, so that I can wake up at the you know as quickly as I can and go to whatever I've got to go to, and then get back on the road. Like I'm just constantly when I'm not at my house, I am sprinting, which is why I get annoyed when things don't run on time because I am. I have forced them to do. Yeah, so. I don't think you've ever seen uh, an awards ceremony at a rivals uh, event, have you? Could not give a shit about the. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's. I don't care. You always about plan that. your flight like right as the camp is ending, so you can get the hell out of there and, and miss mean, the the awards ceremonies. Who who is the one OU commitment we've seen take home the rivals MVP? How'd uh, that go? Trajan Bridges. Yeah. Well, and Aaron Parks was the offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good. That was a banner year for OU at the Rivals camp, and I didn't see shit from it. I found out all about it as I was getting on my airplane. I was like, oh yeah, find out. Watch on the Rivals feed on the Twitter. So on the Twitters. Yeah, I forgot Trajan Bridges won. Yep, and he was great that day. Like no he shot was, at Ian I mean, Theo had great camps. I I mean that was people. You know, for, I think as time has gone on, they've forgotten, but. Theo, he's cooked Derek Stingley a couple times that day. And then he switched to defense. He was like, I'm right. done. Like, mission accomplished. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go have some fun now. And then he dropped. He didn't take, any, <laughs> he didn't take anything seriously after he, he burned Stingley twice. Yeah. He was just like, that's all I came here to do. I'm done. Yep. Because he knew. I mean, he was like, that's the number one guy. I worked him over. And Stingley didn't move an inch, and Theo pretty much just dropped continuously from there. And... I thought it was wrong, but so far, you know, Theo's got some stuff to prove. There's no doubt. I'm going to be – I mean, he's by far the most fascinating guy on offense going into next year to see what he does. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, because he has second-day potential. Like, I mean, uh, and it, it probably more than that if, if he didn't have his, you know, some injury history now and had played a little more football. But if he went out and had a huge year, there's no reason he couldn't be a second-round pick. Big, tall, athletic guy that can run. Yep. There's, there's a lot to like there. But, I mean, there's just been no consistency to him. And it's not all his fault. It's just at some point it's, it's you got to do, actually do it. It can't just be about promise anymore. By the way, everybody happy with the lottery last night? Love it. Oh. Yep. Eddie, are you a chat guy? You want you want your chat? No. I'm doing Jabari. everything <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to slander Jabari Smith uh up up until the draft. I might even invent websites uh to promote anyone as number one over Jabari Smith. Because I want him with the Thunder. Yeah. I agree. I'm a big Jabari Smith guy. I'm infatuated with him. I hopefully I mean, Orlando, I go weeks at a time without even thinking about Orlando as an entire franchise. So they're going to f*** it up. I I love where the Thunder sit. I hope they take Chet Holmgren. Yeah, give him, him or Banchero. I don't care. The problem, I, I with, the problem with Chet Holmgren is, like, I watched that last night, and he's standing there with Bancaro, Banchero, I can't even remember his name, 
uh, Paolo, um, and he's with him and Jabari Smith, and all I see is another Poku. I'm like, no, nope, don't want. Yeah, that. I think that's unfair. It is he's totally unfair, but that's that's the first thing I think of. Massive. He and is can massive. shoot. I mean, I think all three of them are really, really good. Don't get me wrong. I just I think Jabari Smith can be elite. Isn't Chet like exactly the kind of guy that? People have bagged the Thunder for not have like not developing into the modern game, having a you know a four that can step out and hit the jumper and you know hit a three and you know having more of a perimeter. Presence. Well, that's all Poku like, is. I mean, well, I mean Stephen Adams was not that, that, but Stephen yeah. Adams isn't that guy. I mean, hell, I mean Memphis might not have kept it close without Stephen Adams and. That series, I should say, be very careful. I'll accept no slander (laughs) of Stephen Adams. Oh no, I would never. That's my great guy. guy. I don't want him on my basketball team, though. (laughs) Hey, whoa. He's a he's a situational player in today's NBA for sure. Yep. Well, and and that's really what I mean. Like having a guy, and again, I I get what you're saying about Foku, but like obviously, Chet Holmgren has a chance to be a much much better player. Um, Sure. You know, now again, I mean, he he is uh, again. I I love draft stuff because it is, and I, we both we all know that I don't watch like college basketball, but I watch a little bit of highlights. You know, and I got interested last night and was watching him. Clearly, a huge boom bust guy. Like, might be the best of the three, and probably is going to be the worst. Like, I mean, that's that's that scary thing. Um, but I'm watching Jabari Smith, and you're not wrong. No, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dive into some Chet Holmgren highlights because I, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of him. I mean, no, and let's be even more honest. Whoever the Thunder take, I'm gonna love. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> oh, it, I saw about it on the board. Like I, I hated the James Harden and Russell Westbrook picks. Hated both of them. Thought they were terrible, terrible decisions. So I think I need to just shut my ass up, or I need to continue to talk badly about whoever it is and watch them emerge into one of the best players in the league. So. You know, which, whichever way we want to go. Yeah, with that. none of us gave a shit when they drafted Kevin Durant because they were the Sonics then. Yeah, and I, I mean, I still remember being at oh god, uh, what was it Infinity maybe at that time? That bar up above Mickey Mantle's uh, that's changed like thirty-seven times downtown. Yeah, um, it was Sky I, for a while. Yeah, it was. It, I think that's exactly what it was. It was Sky Bar, and we were up at Sky Bar on like a. Friday night, I think, or maybe it was a Saturday night. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Watching that Kevin Durant game against Oklahoma State when he and who was the guy for Oklahoma State that was just going point for point with him? Um, it was a good player, but was, no NBA. Was it the Byron Eaton game? Is that what I'm thinking of? I can't remember, but I mean, I, it was just an incredible game with OSU and Texas. And I remember Durant had like 40 that night or something. Just went yeah, that's crazy. like the three overtime game. Three overtime. Yeah, but... and I remember being like, holy shit, I don't know anything about that dude other than he's he's just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, what I I, I still would have rather had Byron Odin. that had the big game. He just made the big shot he that made sent the shot. into the yes. overtime. Yeah. That, that guy, who was that guy? The fact that you mentioned Sky Bar is so weird. James Anderson, maybe? I don't remember. I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up. You're killing the pod right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, go, go. Yeah, go on without me. I, I'm no, just, I was going to say. I'm, it's me talking college basketball. Mario Bogan. Uh, Mario yeah. Bogan had 37 that night for Oklahoma State, and Durant had 37 too. 
They Oklahoma State won 105 to 103 in over and three overtime. <laughs> yep. I would have never have pulled Mario Bogan. That's the first <laughs> time I've heard of that name in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, Derailed that's cool. Everything. That's fine. I think I think my story was stupid, so I'm not going to tell it. Oh no, you got a great story, buddy. Tell us. I was just going to say, Sky Bar is the only bar that I've ever been thrown in the drunk tank after attending. And then a guy tried to fight me in the drunk ta- tank, and I, he was so drunk, I just pushed him away, told him to go to sleep. I, I had and that's a- really bad when you're basically uh, in a toxic relationship to the point where you get into a fight with someone else, and then they throw you in the drunk tank, and you're really not that drunk, but you're belligerent because you've been fighting. And they're just like, all right, that's it. You're going to the drunk tank. And then you have to sit in the drunk tank the entire night with a bunch of people that really deserve to be in the drunk tank. And I deserve to be in there as being an asshole. Uh, But then you have to call your girlfriend that you're in a toxic relationship with, except that she lost her phone that night because she was being drunk and annoying. Uh, And it just reminds me that that's another major life milestone moment I had where Jason White was there as well. That is not the turn I was expecting at the end of that story. I mean, uh, when I got LASIK, Jason White was there. For whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, and it wasn't weird until I took the Valium, and then it was weird. Uh, and then when I got, the only time I've ever been thrown in a drunk tank, Jason White was there. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, I've got a lot of... Thank we God did Skyball a lot in my, age, before. in my age range. That was very popular. Uh I remember I had a buddy, speaking of Valium, took one. He was supposed to take a half, took one, and proceed. He looks over at me at one point in the bar, and he goes, is this whole place rocking? And I was like, no, dude, it's not rocking. <laughs> he tries to puke in a beer bottle in the middle of Sky Bar. Oh, my it was, God. He was, he, I mean, like I said, he had like two beers. He was totally fine. And he is a pod listener, so hello, friend of mine whose name i'll leave out to protect the uh the guilty but um yeah it it was uh it was a stronger moment i i never did the drunk tank i i like i had a buddy that went in and they let him keep his phone and stuff like i i was like really oh, wow. it's, it's it's that nonchalant so he calls one of my other friends and they won't release him until like 7 a.m so he calls yeah, one you of have my to other wait buddies seven. even even if you're totally lucid and not tired mm-hmm. you wait and then the hard part was I couldn't remember where my car was. Um, like, it was just such a hectic night. And so then you realize, oh, God, I got to, like, walk a mile to get to my car. <laughs> and, like, and, and you've been wearing dress shoes the entire night, and your feet are just dying. It you wasn't a good little, experience. Like, sock, like, wear spots, like, where they're, little, like, your feet have just been worn down in certain areas. Bloody yeah. and blistered. and Yeah, yeah. Not, not good for anybody. Um, which, you know, I can say that that's one of the worst nights of my life and that's not so bad. I've never actually been in a real jail. Thank God. Even though kind of like we always say, I definitely have done things deserve to deserve to spend the night in a real jail. I just didn't get caught. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Yeah. Well, you know, at least one of the, what's your, what's your answer to that question? Have you ever spent the night in a real jail? No. Okay. Well, I've never been detained, never been arrested. 
probably should have. It's called white privilege. <laughs> Jesus. So, and I know it Bob is. hasn't. Bob's the decent <laughs> Samaritan in the whole crew. It's we me. Would. I'm alone. You've actually spent the night in jail before. Um, I wouldn't say a whole night, but I've been in there. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been in. I've been in downtown. Ooh, I've been in county. Nowadays, you go over there and you die. You literally walk uh, in and you die. It was terrifying. That was a wow. scared straight moment for young Josh. Um, got I just you know I don't think I've ever said this publicly. Got it. Got a DUI. Got myself in a little bit of trouble one night. Um, this was oh 2007. Something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. So uh, it is yeah. weird. Like the older you get, the more I don't know if it's with age, but the more scared I am of having too much to drink and drive. Yes. Like yeah, when oh, you're yeah. younger, you do a lot of stupid shit. And 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 you know before this is before Lyft and Uber and all that stuff. Now uh-huh. you're just a fucking idiot. If you if yeah yeah now, now you, I mean it was stupid then. It's it's fucking asinine now. Yeah. But no, I mean that's like. So many times that I can think of where I was just, one in particular where I'm like, I can't believe I, you know, did that. But yeah, so I'm not one to judge when that stuff happens. I'm not proud of any of it. Oh, no, I, I'm not. I mean, again, first time I've ever said it publicly because I I literally was ashamed of it forever and ever and ever. And it was like certain. I mean, I remember when it happened. Carrie, I, I mean, I worked. For, obviously, I worked for Sooner Scoop. Like I was convinced Someone was like, I, I don't know, better way to say it than like dox me. And I was going to get found out that I had like a DUI. And so then anytime I said something about, you know, the stupidity of drunk driving, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Josh. And like I was going to get nailed. Uh, wow, this is really a confession. No, I, I was I was I was concerned. I, I, I thought like I was like, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to lose my whole like I, I, I got down the road on it. I was scared. Um, but thankfully have never. No, I, I learned from. Because they, you had to do like the mothers against drunk driving and hearing those. Did stories you have to have a thing horrific. put in your car and stuff? They had to blow into uh, before you could go anywhere. So here's the best part of that um, th- that is somewhat comical. I didn't like. I just thought like, oh, I pay my fine and I'm done with it. I was I was 24, lived on my own. I had nobody like. I, I had pretty much lived on my own since I was 18. Like I had no real compass to be like, what do I do in this situation? So. Um, I don't do anything until I get like a court summons. Like, hey, you've got to show up and plea. And I was like, oh, I, I thought when I paid the f- like fine, like I thought that was just it. And so I have to contact an attorney and they're like, okay, you have to do this, this, and this. I'm like, well, it's been more than such amount of time. What well, that point, I could, my license was already suspended. Like they yeah. just suspended it. I couldn't have it. If even, you don't appear even a, with a breathalyzer, even if you yep. get a traffic citation and you don't and, show, you don't pay it in time, your license yep. gets suspended. And so I was like, well, why do I want to put that in my car just to ha- have the same penalty anyway? Like screw that. And so I was like, I'm not doing that. And so I never put it in, but I had to drive for like six months without a license. Like I had no license and was driving because I shit, I had to travel. Like Scared I was going shitless places. that if you got shit, pulled over, yes. you're going back Every to jail. Every time I was terrified. Um, and then like when that finally that period passed and I could go back and get my actual license, that was like, I don't think you're ever excited to go to the tag agency, but I was, I was pretty pleased that day. <laughs> I feel like we need to talk about something else besides like one of your biggest admissions of all time, like on the pod, um, like we have to end sure, with something I, besides that. Sure. I mean, you know, 
Kids, make good decisions. Josh made a bad decision that night. So be be smarter. Be better. So that the Jordy Ball situation, huh? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> what, what, what are we hearing there? What's the word? I think, I mean, well, I mean, give credit to to Gabe and Teddy. They had uh, Patty Gasso on their pod, and she kind of the first time, you know, admitted that she has a hairline fracture uh, in her, what, non-throwing arm, right? I think it's in her, th- I thought it was in her throwing arm. I, I really don't know. I It's kind I of like one of those fine. things, like there's I people on the board. Pitch. I that bet are- she doesn't pitch this weekend, and then they get her for the Super Regional. Yeah. Or I, I mean, honestly, they could probably hold her off until they get back to Oklahoma City. Well, and you've, I know, I, I don't know, sound like that, but I mean, look, anything can happen. But have you sure. looked at the records of the, the teams that are in OU's regional? I mean, most of them are barely above five hundred. Oh, I don't think anybody's scared of Minnesota A and M or Prairie View A and M. Yeah, I mean, I think since Florida gets through, I think they're you know probably a pretty good team, being that they're a, a national seed, but. Oh, you should run through them, and then you get to the real stuff, and you get to Oklahoma City, and you get to the final eight. I mean, they lost to Oklahoma State without their best pitcher because Oklahoma State's a damn good team. I mean, I I, yeah, like, I expect Oklahoma State like, to be Oklahoma there as State's well. Really good. Yeah. Number I mean, seven national seed. I'll be surprised if they're not at the College World Series as well. No, they should be. One hundred percent. All right. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it. Josh, kudos good run to for, you. Uh, good run for OU golf. Yeah, you've been out the there. Regional. Oh, yeah. So they've come come back today already, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. they came back. They're they're going to win the regional by damn probably ten strokes, eleven strokes. They beat wow. Auburn by sixteen today. They got one guy coming in. I mean, OU they have a chance to win a national championship in golf. There's just no other way to say it. Texas is going to qualify, so they're going to get through. It, it should be interesting to see what happens out at Greyhawk. You know, you get through the stroke play and then. Get into match play, OU, Texas, and uh, Oklahoma State, all three probably talent-wise are about as good as anybody in the country. So, good comeback. They and played we really should, well today. We should have all that. they only the... made eight bogeys between the five guys. 20, I was gonna 20 ask, birdies, did, eight did, bogeys, something like that. Did they play that well, or did Auburn fall apart? Or I guess come back to earth anyway. A little bit of both. Yeah. A little bit of both. I mean, it, it, truly, it doesn't matter. You just got to get into the top five to qualify for the NCAA championship. So, you want to win the regional if it's at your home course, though, I would imagine. All right. Uh, good showing. Good showing. Good stuff. Uh, thanks to see everybody uh, up in Tulsa this weekend. Now, are you going to uh, – did you go up there yet? No, I haven't. Okay. He doesn't have your hat yet. I th- I've heard that the Hills hat is completely sold out. Yeah, which yeah. I don't, like, understand how that How does that happens? happen that fast? But I'll, I'll, I will be checking when I get up there. I, I I wouldn't shock me if we have a listener that held two back for you guys. We had a listener that offered to go get us merch, and I said we're, we we got it taken care of, I think. I know that I've secured a uh, visor from the uh, clubhouse, so. Hmm, very nice. We're good. We're good. So just a Southern Hills visor, not a PGA visor. No, yeah, it's not a PGA. I'm not much into the, like, the... You don't need something that says Southern like stuff. unless it's like vintage and then you want it. Right. If it's from like yeah. 1982, yeah, I want it. Uh, uh, Sh- Shinnecock in 74. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's the one. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But I think it was 78. Well, I hope you... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Hope you enjoy <laughs> it. Uh, 
And once again, thanks everybody. Uh, don't forget SoonerScoopStore.com. Uh, everything's in stock right now. I don't know how much longer that will be, especially with the uh, trucker hats. Uh, but uh, go check it out. Lots of new merch in there. And dang it, I still don't have the red visor that I need to get up, and I'll, I'll get that up, I promise. Um, so uh, go check that out. Thanks, everybody, for shopping there. Had a lot of orders over the weekend, uh, and those have just been started shipping out, so you should be seeing those very soon. Uh, and uh, thanks to Dead Soxy. Remember, check them out at that deadsoxy.com slash custom uh, to uh, get socks for your company, really high-quality socks with your logo on it as well. Uh, thanks to Josh, to Eddie, to Bob. Uh, I'm Kerry. We'll see you guys back here next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.